Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Los Podcast Hermanos. My name is Tyler Dumont, and I am here with the, yes, illustrious today, Kyle Perez. <laughs> Are you sure about it today? I, I think I am sure. I, I, I okay. ended up looking up the definition uh, during the last episode. Yeah, I think, that was, I think that was in the podcast. I think people were, were privy to it. I don't think we cut that out. We didn't reveal it, though. Oh, I thought I thought you did. No, no. and I'm still not going to. Anyone listening to this, uh, it is on you to look up the definition. Um, Eventually, eventually, I'll get tired of using that word. But today is not that day. If you do, it will be an illustrious failure. No, that's that's not right. And I know. Can I make a rule for this episode? Sure. We're not gonna. continually use the word illustrious that's fair that's fair that was that was uh self-contained uh to the last episode i think it's a special treat for listeners of that episode well i can't say that uh maybe when jeff is back because uh i guess we should say that jeff is not with us today he's still alive uh, but yeah well (laughs) yes (laughs) that does sound a little uh dark yeah uh but he's just not on the podcast with us today. But uh, maybe that can just be Jeff's little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, he's the illustrious man. Wait, I thought I I thought I was the illustrious person on this podcast. Um, I, we'll 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 come back to this later. Oh, okay. I, I feel like you're. It feels like you're gaslighting you're, me. No, no. Let, let me let me rephrase it. <laughs> You are, uh, you embody uh, uh, the definition, the very definition of being illustrious, right? But when I say <laughs> Jeff is the illustrious man, he is the person who brings the illustrious conversation. He, he brings the luster, if you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeff, if you somehow listen to this, I don't think you even listen. I think only Summer listens, but uh, we're thinking of you. Good buddy. Yeah, and we miss you. Yes. Can't wait for you to get back on. For the finally. (laughs) For the finally. (laughs) Yeah, we got... uh, Should I I say with French, with finally? Fin, if you will. (laughs) Um, Okay. We got two more episodes of Better Call Saul, and then it's done forever. Until they do... The... Ray Seahorn years of Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'd watch it. What if they just call it like Wexler? Oh, that's so good. If Ray Seahorn is listening to this, which I know she likely is, <laughs> that there's an idea for you. We can, uh, we'll lease the name uh, for a small fee. Yeah, because this is a binding podcast yes. where we have all the rights for yes. the show Wexler. <laughs> uh, what are your plans today? You said uh, you and Meg got a bunch of plans. Uh, we're just kind of cleaning up. We, oh. <laughs> ever, ever, like, and doing a lot of projects. I, uh, I think I texted you about, I'm running through an Xcode and mm-hmm. Swift UI tutorial. Okay. Because every time I've ever looked at Xcode, it's been very intimidating. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it is less so. Uh, I've gotten kind of in the nitty-gritty of kind of coding some stuff because 
mm-hmm. as you know, uh, been to school for coding stuff in the past, mm-hmm. and I haven't really ever done anything with it. But the most modern of platforms, Xcode. Oh, it is, is that is <laughs> far far beyond. Well, I, I assume I don't. Know. Oh, okay. I'm not exactly a programmer. We're about to get I... some programmer hate mail. <laughs> yes, from all of our programmer listeners. <laughs> but I figured to get my feet wet, yeah. and I found a, a tutorial that the guy is not completely like, I don't like, you know, sometimes people are like going through a tutorial and they're just like overly expressive in a way that you're just like, I hate this person. Yes. You know, the... <laughs> uh, he, he's kind of, you know, pretty okay with that kind of aspect of it so yeah i find that tutorials in general um depending on who's delivering it if they're trying to make it more like content quote unquote for youtube yeah it's like trying to be entertaining and you're like i I don't need this i I just need you to show me how to do the thing (laughs) yeah uh i do have a question though um Is Swift UI the language that Apple does their like coding bootcamp stuff through? Or they have like a, a coding application and they do like classes with it? That's a really great question, and I don't really know enough, but I would say it's probably so. I, as far as I know, they are like their system language for Xcode is like Swift, and then Swift UI is actually like. Oh. A part of or a subset of it that is like oh. they're like like the way that they have their UI kind of like mm-hmm. organized or something like that. I, I like I said, not a programmer. I don't exactly know, but okay. I think it I think it's just a way for them to like organize their UI stuff within Swift. Oh, okay. Because um, I do remember attending or, or happening to be in an Apple store, you know, somewhere in the world. Where they were doing one of those demos on the big whatever mm-hmm. screen and uh, common area they have, uh, and I remember I think I tried it because I had they had like iPads set up to try it or something, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember being like, "Oh, this is actually like pretty easy <laughs> compared to what I was learning years ago." Um, yeah, uh, I know they have like this thing called Swift Playgrounds, which I know yeah. is like an iPad thing. Yeah, uh, and it's more focused on like i think like kids like uh-huh. seeing that they can like do stuff on a computer uh-huh. so it's just like put in that's the, probably like, why i liked move... it because it was meant for yeah, kids i guess <laughs> it, it's like put in the like the move forward one space yeah. command and it's like you know and it's like okay that's super easy like that's not yeah that's more like inputting a command through text rather than like thinking about like the logic of like how to get this thing to move forward one space you know yeah it's it's it's, baby's first coding yeah which i mean is it i'm sure is creating a lot of kids coming up through elementary school and whatnot Mm -hmm. like getting it getting into coding and just like having a a non-intimidating way to start yeah you know so well that's pretty rad um, I think so. You've been watching anything worth discussing? Uh, I, I'm dying to discuss the rehearsal. The this, rehearsal this week. Well, I've been watching. I'll say three other things. Okay. I'll start with uh, what we do in the shadows. Okay. Uh, something I've been neglecting to say previously because I kind of 
it's a show that I kind of forget about, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so hilariously like, uh, just executed. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't really want to say too much about it because okay. it is just, it's so well done and it's just like, it has all these little references back to itself. So yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to just be like, oh yeah, it's, it's really funny because they have the joke where right. X thing happens. It's because then you have to explain X thing and then X thing references like yeah. Y thing, you know, uh, that kind of reminds me or, or sounds uh, similar to how it's always sunny uh, later became of like a lot of what makes the situation funny is your knowledge of past other events and the context yeah. of those. Whereas someone yeah. going in blind would be like, that's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've watched that show since the first season. And, uh, you know, the first season follows the movie kind of close. Like, not... It's its own thing, but they kind of repeat some jokes. Okay. When you say follows uh, the movie, is it telling the same story as the movie? Or is it... Uh, no, because, I mean, it's totally different. Cast. It's not totally... <laughs> it's a totally different cast. Yeah. And some of the characters have, like, overlaps with the characters in the movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think one of the characters in the movie is actually... Uh, in the show like as a, as it's that character from the movie but uh like they repeat some some bits and gags and stuff from the movie in the show and the mm-hmm. the setup is a little different it's like a bunch of vampire roommates but like they have a lady vampire as well so you know it's it just it's a totally different yeah. dynamic where it's like it's like vampires like college roommates type of situation okay where the show is kind of like i guess like air quotes young adults because they're all vampires and they're all from like these different time periods (laughs) (laughs) they're relatively within their lifespan young adults right uh uh, no because i mean they do uh, like i don't know they play a lot with like them being like out of touch with like technology and stuff like that they're they're old but they're still young. Yeah. I need to watch this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It it's really good. They they do a lot with like just like kind of like mythos of vampire stuff. Like werewolves are in it and like there's like they are obviously like feuding, but <laughs> there's <laughs> it, That's funny. <laughs> there's there, there's a joke where like the werewolves are like <laughs> having their meeting or whatever and they're like don't forget to take your like heartworm pills and stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, they're so, like, like throwing in jabs or yeah uh, jabs and japes you know japes it, yeah <laughs> just shut up just whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a really funny show and they do a lot with it they go <gasps> a lot of different places mm-hmm. uh there's an energy vampire character it's probably the best part who <laughs> and like like sucking energy from another person so you know when you make a pun and someone kind of groans yeah that's how they air quote feed (laughs) so so he's constantly like just like walking around like hey guys and everyone's like shut up go away that's that's (laughs) really good they do an episode where he is like he's good to like an office job or i guess he always technically has this office job Mm. but they kind of like follow him to work and he's just kind of like 
basically imagine him like walking around the office kind of like finger gunning people like right. yeah woo yeah like and like just like sucking them like feeding on them or feeding whatever his eyes start groans yeah and his eyes are start glowing blue and he's like looking directly into the camera like and en- clearly enjoying himself okay i need to watch this it's on yeah hulu or fx right it's a, it's an fx show and i think it's on hulu yeah now. yeah i think we talked about this before you said that was one of the three things you wanted to bring up yes what was the other uh one one of the other things was uh prey that is the prequel to predator correct movie and i hear it gets really good reviews and whatnot yeah it was i think it was pretty good it was very similar to the first one where it's just kind of like outmatched like group of people get kind of fucked up by the predator mm-hmm. and then there's like a mono mono like battle at the end between the last surviving character and uh the predator where they outsmart the predator spoilers i mean <laughs> i would hope so yeah but it i don't want to talk about it too heavily yeah. because it like just came out yesterday yeah, yeah. as we talk about this but uh uh it's if you like the first predator movie i would highly suggest watching it it mm-hmm. does a lot to like have like these little callbacks to the entire series so as well i need to confess something i've never seen predator what i really think maybe when I was like way younger, I just don't recall, but I've seen predators, like one of the more recent, like big with, budget with Adrian Brody. Uh, yes, I think it's Pre- like a few years ago. Uh, that's the predator. Sure. <laughs> Which I haven't actually seen that movie. It was pretty good. <laughs> I would call myself a fan of the series. Yeah. Uh, predator two has, uh, it's not Donald Glover, Danny Glover. Danny Glover's in it. <laughs> uh, and it's like, air quotes, future LA. Okay. And he's like hunting him in the city, basically. But it, I think it's like late 90s. Okay. So, like, that's when it takes place or when it's shot? Well, it takes place in future LA of the late 90s. Okay. <laughs> so, we both past the movie time frame and mm. real life time frame mm-hmm. that it's happening you know uh i feel like it, that wouldn't be as interesting uh, well when you take out the jungle element of it you know of being like hunted in a jungle he, he's in the urban jungle dude Come on. <laughs> welcome to the jungle some might say uh, yeah they've got fun and games <laughs> uh but the thing that's really cool about this movie is there's a lot of like really cool shots. Uh, one in particular is this like bird's eye view shot. Uh, they use it a handful of times. Okay. Actually, that that's probably being generous. It, it's I feel like there's like two real shots of it happening. But it's like an overhead shot where like you see the group, uh, and then it changes. Like the the group is in the same position. And then, like, the landscape changes to show, like, that they've gone mm-hmm. some amount of distance or whatever. So. That's cool. It's a, yeah. Do you know who directs and it? I do. Are you a fan of 10 Cloverfield Lane? I was, yes. Saw it once, but. 
yeah i i've only seen it once in theaters but it was that same guy i think uh, i i thought i knew him as daniel trachtenberg but he's credited as dan trachtenberg yeah that does ring a bell now but you're saying so he's the director of the new one i was asking yes who's the director of the la based one oh uh because you mentioned that's a really good good, question good shots Oh no! I was talking about the new the, one. The new one. Oh, yeah, with the good shots. Well, then consider my question moot. I do know that the first one is directed by the same guy who did Die Hard. Oh hell yeah! So he's got that like lone survivor yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then your third thing. Get that yawn out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my third thing is the thing that we're all here to talk about, and there's definitely nothing else, is the rehearsal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I can bring something to this discussion, uh, yes. having just watched it this morning. Um, man, this show is is turning into something. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> what? It It is bonkers what this show potentially is slash i don't I don't even know what it <laughs> it is and uh-huh. it's really funny too because even nathan fielder is posing that same question <laughs> in this episode i i will say um this episode out of the four that have aired uh mm-hmm. has had the most laugh out loud moments for me um and i think that's intentional um and I think it's it's slowly forming to be like a completely different type of show than what you would have thought from the first episode. Yes, I f- and honestly, I feel like that is every episode of this show. It's kind <laughs> of like it kind of like steers it in a direction, and you mm-hmm. go, "Oh, is kind of this where yeah. he's going with all yeah. of this?" You know, and then it just is. So, kind of like thrown out the window for the next one. We got to talk, and this is spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the fourth episode of the rehearsal. Um, <clears throat> got to first talk about the acting school, the 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 Fielder School method or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, first, the outset of like hiring these people and telling them, you know, you have to st- find someone and stalk them, and yeah. and you know that I thought was. You know, you can take that at face value, and it's like, oh, it's ridiculous, but you know, like maybe there's some conversation off camera or something. Um, <laughs> but then when it goes into the layer of, you know, uh, having Nathan dress up as one of the participants to go through his own class, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> having them work the real job, having him stay. <laughs> in a fake apartment with fake roommates just so he can live in his apartment <laughs> and then he also yeah. starts working the job what's uh, weird about oh that god. there's nothing weird about oh that oh my god it was just like this is a madman like someone well, has to stop him <laughs> it was like so i know i said i'm not a programmer but i know what recursion is like okay I've taken yeah. classes and 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 <laughs> They they taught the concept of recursion in uh, computer programming and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was watching recursion happen, <laughs> you know, because that's and like when something like loops back in on so, itself, or I can't. So basically, in computer science terms, it's 
you have these like blocks of codes that repeat a lot so you kind of like build its own thing and you can then say go do that set of code over mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and typically what happens is you'll give it what they call like a, a oh gosh i don't even know what they call it, it, it it's like you feed it like an input basically mm -hmm. so <laughs> basically in this case like the first input was uh nathan was teaching and then all these other characters were in it and then the output is like nathan at the end of it <laughs> So then you take Nathan and you put him back into the beginning of mm -hmm. the, the input. Right. And, and, and then you see where like this whole situation kind of plays out and it kind of gets cyclical. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, there's some, you've engineered your code to terminate at some point <laughs> rather than running forever. But <laughs> this just seemed like there was no out other than like sheer, like, <laughs> like human will to like stop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of people online, um, you know, are, uh, positing or, or arguing about, like, oh, this seems, like, too scripted. Like, there's no way that he did this to these people. And I was like, I don't know. Like, they want to be actors in L.A. and they see HBO cameras. And he kind of commented on that with his reaction to the HBO cameras, right? So yeah. it kind of yeah. explains why they'd be so willing to just yeah. go along with whatever he says. Yeah. And I mean, the like it, the part that I felt was more like, how did they get this like mm -hmm. to be air quotes real? Mm -hmm. Was like the kid with the, like the drug conversation and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, did they just like tell this kid like, do they give him a script for this, or did they just kind of put him like in? He's like the way that they kind of show in the show, uh -huh. show in the show uh -huh. where he's like. I don't know, can we just, like, try this scene again, right, but, like, right, right. where, like, Use you're that. a little more, like, resentful right. that I've been gone for, air quotes, nine years. Give me the experience, yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like, it's, like, trying to, like, parse out, like, what, <laughs> what is actually scripted and what is, like, an air quotes real reaction, yeah. you know, like. Well, so, yeah, to touch on that part, like, when it goes back to Oregon. You know, that's very easily something that when they're making the show, you know, for the sake of Angela's rehearsal for her mm -hmm. fictional world, you know, they could just say, oh, you know, uh, time is, has passed. Just roll with it, right? But no, he's like, yeah. no, uh, nine years has passed. You have to, like, be resentful. <laughs> and yeah. then the gag with the um, the mirror <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just overall, that, that kid... <laughs> You're a disaster, my guy. You <laughs> <laughs> just made me I laugh say, so hard. It was really funny uh, when I was watching it with Meg. Mm -hmm. She goes, like when he first walks in, she goes, who's that? <laughs> I'm like, that's the kid. <laughs> Does she listen to the show? No. Oh, well, she should. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, that was like when I saw that, I had that quick thought and then I went, Oh, you know, um, this is where it's going to get real spicy. Like having a, a teenager. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the fake overdose. <laughs> See? Yeah, that's what I. That's where I just went in my head. <laughs> like when it was first happening. Did you, wait, huh? Did you notice who the paramedics were? There were two of the actors from the acting school. Yeah. I actually didn't notice that in the moment, but I saw someone pointed out online. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was first going on, I was like, 
oh, did something actually happen? And I was like, no, no way. Because they'd be calling, you know, 911 and Nathan, yeah. Nathan's really bad acting, crying. <laughs> and then and Angela's just like, with her head in her hand, she's like, oh my god, or whatever. You know, like, she's yeah. just like, is it doing anything? Yeah, like... I, I feel like part of the Nathan's fake, like, crying thing mm-hmm. there was like, you gotta do something. You know, like... Right. Like, you know, trying to get know. her to, like... Actually, take it seriously because it seems like she's just yeah, coasting through the whole thing. Yeah, because I think isn't he like saying, you know, like I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then she's just got her head. She's like, I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that. I mean, obviously it was it was planned, but I wonder if they told her, or if right. it was Nathan, be like, hey, you're gonna pretend to do a drug overdose, and the fact that this whole drug drug uh, storyline, I think he was using. Uh, Angela's story in the beginning where she's yeah. telling him, you know, I used to be a wild child and like using that for to, to maybe elicit an emotional response out of her. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. I mean, which happens because they have that conversation and she literally says, like, you know, my parents didn't sit me down right. and talk to me about this stuff, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I think. Uh, the next episode is going to be very interesting. I don't know if you saw the preview for it. Uh, I feel like I did, but I don't recall exactly. I mean, it's hard to tell, but it seems like the direction they're going to go is that he's then going to rehearse for the rehearsal, for her rehearsal. Like it shows a set that looks like the house, but it's in his like warehouse. Oh yes, and it I looks did see seems like part. he f- hires a fake Angela. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, it's the best show. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah, so we're gonna change this show to not be about Better Call Saul. We're now only gonna talk yeah, about the rehearsal, right. and... even though it's only six episodes. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. So was that the fourth episode mm-hmm. then? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it. So two more of those, and two more Better Call Sauls, and then we'll run out of things. Careers start... over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we won't have anything to talk about anymore. Um, but we are going to. For anyone listening, uh, we're planning to spin this off into a general podcast. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that, or maybe we did with Jeff uh, last week. I, I, I don't remember exactly what we said, air quotes, publicly, but, yeah. uh, you know, we've kind of alluded to it. Yeah, for all between two and six hundred of our listeners. <laughs> it's hard to say. Who can say? The, the, the analytics say? are all over the place. <clears throat> well... Is there anything else? I have one more thing. But yeah, what's yes. up? So you were talking about Xcode and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this I got I got this M2 MacBook Air and it's got me all jazzed doing computer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still get? I also would know, you still give it a ten out of ten since you've received it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's friggin' wicked fast. <laughs> Before <laughs> a glowing review from Kyle Perez. <laughs> yeah, I Put mean that on earlier. Locks. Earlier, when uh, we had that little, like I had something weird happening with Skype, so we hung up and started to call each other again. I actually closed Skype and reopened it, and like basically no time at all. Yeah. And the nearly ten-year-old computer I was using before that would have taken probably about like five minutes. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I think I still think you should have done a clean refresh, like 
offload everything important to a hard drive and then reinstall the OS because I did that with my old iMac and it was mm-hmm. like a brand new computer. I mean, I will say I kind of started that process. I did like a time machine backup and then I was mm-hmm. like getting ready to and then basically it was like two or three days before this computer was coming in. So it was like kind of like lost steam on that little air quotes project. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I am so, also kind of, oh, okay. yeah, I, I, that I'm also kind of, I had another uh, question uh, real quick, just about your oh, setup. Oh, okay. So yeah. do you still have your iMac around? I do. Okay. I do. Um, but when you're recording and you're doing, uh, this on your MacBook air, are you, do you have a monitor? Like what's your setup? I'm looking at the MacBook air screen and that's it. Ah. Um, and then, so I've got I do. I am using the ex, an external webcam that I was using before. Okay. And then I've I've got a little uh, USB dongle box thing, mm-hmm. and I've got Ethernet plugged into that. That webcam plugged into that, and my audio interface plugged into that. Okay. And I'm I've actually maxed out the ports today because I've got my MagSafe power in, and then I've also got a oh, phone. Yeah. My my phone plugged into the computer as well to charge it. And then the headphone port, uh, I've got right. my headphones in, put into. I, I've i also maxed out my ports um, at the expense of the battery, because I don't have enough ports to be able to keep keep it plugged in. Uh, unless don't, I wanna, don't have that save. Unless I want to do away with my monitor, which I don't <laughs> uh, yeah. for recording. But uh, yeah, maybe, you know, it's the uh, tax-free holiday in Florida, and oh, yeah. it ends tomorrow. I, mm-hmm. I just got a notification about it, and I was like, "Oh, I could, I could buy something," but I'm not going to. Well, I know we've talked about it briefly, off air, but uh, you know, the little dongle boxes are good for, you know, you can put. You sh- is your monitor HDMI? So I I recently switched to uh, DisplayPort. Okay. Yeah. But if it has HDMI, it does. you could. Yeah. But that's what my Xbox H- is plugged into. Oh, there's only one thing? Yeah, so I'd have to yeah. finagle on the back, yeah. Yeah. There's splitters and stuff, but... I know. Without getting too much into the weeds, yeah, but, like, there's... They make these boxes, they have so many freaking ports on them now that... And they're relatively cheap. I know we tried... You tried one at some point and didn't quite work for what you yeah. were trying to do. And I and I still haven't come back to that, but I need to research it further and actually do it yeah and as we talk about making the podcast on this here podcast mm-hmm. you need to get a boom arm for that microphone i know i have to like lean in to it and raise the desk <clears throat> up to be ridiculously high so that it's at yeah. mouth level but i know i'll, I'll do it eventually yeah what's a little bit of mic technique <laughs> I that was that really place. good <laughs> what you mean like uh, this this mic technique get a lot of yeah, room that's... noise yeah that's the one i'm talking about <clears throat> well but... yes wait i didn't even get oh, to my sorry. thing that i'm sorry working on my other thing that i'm working on okay. with this computer that i'm so jazzed to use uh do you know the name greta salt peter is that name ring a bell uh, kind of better known as maybe greta from the hush sound Ah, I thought she had a different last name. Or did she get married? Uh, her Twitter handle is Greta Morgan. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So, 
Like, what about I think her? her <laughs> so, so next you're gonna turn the camera and she's like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> she's right here. No, um so she put out like uh some like tweet that was like, I've got this like new song mm-hmm. and people should like remix it and so she put out all the stems for it. Sure. So I've been like slowly putting together like just kind of like a mix of that um yeah i haven't really gotten too far other than basically like organizing it but i'd ask you to show me but i don't know how you would and capture it in the mic um i mean probably get flagged for no i guess we wouldn't nah but there's not really anything to show because it's basically just the like unmixed thing because i basically kind of imported into logic and kind of like organized it to start working on it yeah so but that's rad it's it yeah it's a fun little project from like you know you don't usually get stems from you know yeah artists and also the thing with her is she recently had a thing where she like couldn't use her voice for a long time like physically or legally yeah like (laughs) (laughs) like physically um like she just had a podcast about it too because like uh i've followed her twitter for ever or whatever and uh i forgot what it was called but basically she kind of went on this like (laughs) like all great philosophers and such she went into like seclusion out into like the desert okay and as you do joshua tree i want to say and just kind of like started writing songs without lyrics and then because she couldn't sing Mm. and then you know now her vocal range is like greatly diminished and it's like way lower oh as well so did she say why she couldn't it was some like i don't want to say it's a neurological disease but it's something like something she got some kind of like disease thing um that like didn't allow her to like access like her entire vocal range and then she went to a doctor about it and they're like oh you have this like really rare condition that like shit yeah and it's i think it's something like similar to like like when like stroke victims like can't speak correctly mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. but oh damn but don't don't quote me on any of this but it's, oh i will i'm <laughs> fair enough but something happened and she is yeah now able to sing again but okay. like it's like a greatly reduced yeah. vocal range and uh register well i mean as you say um having the stems of a song is always cool um yeah i know you're well aware of of the file that i have of fallout boy oh um, yes america sweethearts yeah. yeah um i think that was for also for like a remix contest thing and then I just kept mm-hmm. it, and I, you know, had never. I've tried to remix it, but then I'm like, I'm pretty bad at edit- editing audio. Um, in some ways, like I kind of, I'm out of practice. I would say, from the old days. Yeah, um, and there's <clears throat> also there's a big difference too between, like, getting some like recording something and kind of like mixing it yourself like if it's like just your guitar part and right. like your vocal and then and then getting like you know like 50 tracks to kind of like organize and like yeah work work through in a thoughtful way well i think it, like it's more like um when you're building something from scratch of your own 
you're putting it all into place as it goes along. Like mm-hmm. that, at least that's how I think of it and how I'm easily, but the easily able to do it. Um, but with remixing, it's like, Oh, I have all these stems that are already here. And I'm like, how do I move this around? Like, uh, without fucking up other parts of it. So it's almost like yeah. you need to take the stems and then slowly import them into a new project. Uh, like build it up from scratch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, like what I did for this. So <laughs> we talk about audio editing. <laughs> uh, basically, what I did is I imported all the stems, and they're all just like the length of like the output, basically. So, like, if there's silence in a track, it's <clears throat> it's a waveform that is just flat. Okay. For instance, and then. I basically kind of like organized all the like tracks together mm. to, you know, and I haven't even listened through it to be like, are these like duplicate tracks or are these like different takes? So I, I don't even know if that's what's going on, but okay. there's like, you know, there's like two lead vocal tracks and like two background vocal tra- tracks and like multiple guitars that are kind of like, it's just like guitar, guitar two, guitar three. Sure. So like, I don't know if. Those are different takes, different parts, or probably kind of what... overdubbing. I mean, I would right. imagine. Yeah, um, I just haven't. I haven't listened to it enough to really know because I've, I've literally spent probably maybe an hour just kind of like organizing it to, uh, kind of set it up in a way that I can, kind of press some hotkeys and like, uh-huh. like, pull stuff out of like the visual field of, like either track mixer. Oh, sorry, the tracks or the mixer, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can only look at the bass parts, only look right. at the guitar parts, right. only look at the synth parts, the piano parts, uh, or look at a combination of any two of those. Um, that takes a long time to set up. Yeah, b- before you even start editing. So, I gotta say, all this recording talk and te- and and equipment and tech talk, like uh, it makes me miss uh, recording and mixing. Like back in the day yeah. when I was doing it and I was like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I could probably like actually apply myself. <laughs> Cause before, I don't know if you remember, like I recorded uh look at the fields um, for Matthew and Josh and, and all them mm-hmm. and <clears throat> recorded it using the PA head um, that I had had for that PA system. Right. Yeah, yeah, kind of like as a mixer, basically. Right. Um, and didn't do anything that you would normally do with, like, preamps and, and like, actual technique of, of legitimate mm-hmm. recording and producing. It was just yeah. like, oh, these are just plugged in, and I'm just gonna mix the volumes. <laughs> and maybe the positioning, right? Nice. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but I do miss it. Um, but... I think it's time for us to talk about Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's only been 40 minutes. Yeah, it's, you know, 40 minutes of, uh, this is our, what our other podcast will be. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So if you're listening and you enjoy the first 30 to 40 minutes of each of our episodes, get ready for more of that. Hopefully with (laughs) with another, with Jeff as well to um, add some color. Yeah. Some color commentary. Yeah. Well, this episode of Better Call Saul was titled Breaking Bad. 
and it was good. It was good. I liked it a lot. First thing we saw, we opened on, uh, was the kidnapping of Saul in the episode called Better Call Saul in Breaking Bad. <laughs> this isn't going to get confusing at all. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and immediately I knew that's what was going on, like, because it opens up on the bag, like, visually, like, what he's seeing. From inside, yeah. yeah. And it was in color, and I was immediately like, oh, yeah, this is the, the kidnapping. Yeah. Um, and I, I've rewatched the episode a few times, um, just because I'm an mm-hmm. idiot like that. And I noticed, I picked up on that uh, scene, like lots of really creative uh, close close-ups uh, within the RV to like show you, like to make it very obvious, like oh, this is Walt and Jesse, um, but doing so almost in like I'm revealing a villain, like. It shows, like, the bullet holes. It shows the folding chair hanging on the wall, you know, um, the keys yeah. on the dash. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it, it plays almost in two ways. Uh, that kind of villain reveal that you're saying, and then also, like, if you know, you know. Right. Type of thing, you know? Yeah, a L- little <laughs> bit of fan service, like. Yeah. Remember yeah. this? <laughs> I, jumping a little bit ahead, I love it later on when he's like, this is a round bottom flask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little a little nod to that like conversation where they're at right. Jesse's house right. and breaking bad. <laughs> um and you know, we don't for we don't actually get to see uh Walt and Jesse yet, uh which is smart, right. but they did have a, a shot of like them walking out of the RV and you see like Walt's like slip on shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought that was smart to like, you know, let's save that. Um yeah. And we transition to uh, back to black and white timeline, which mm-hmm. officially now we know to just be the signifier of the timeline, not necessarily the location. Yes. Because we're in yes. Albuquerque, but it's still black right, and white. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's Francesca. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's plunging a sink. Yes. <laughs> You're just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as as these shows have done many times, just very in-depth shot of this plunger just plunging at this sink from inside the water, outside the water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of uh, showing you the thing from many different angles is the, the, what yeah. they like to do. Yeah. Surprised yeah. it wasn't one of the classic, uh, you know, they filmed it through a clear um, a sink yeah. from the bottom, you know, kind of thing. They kind of yeah. did in some ways, but... yeah. Um, yeah, but she's plunging. Yeah, is she the landlord of these like a- accused stoner? Yes, kids? Uh, that's what I think the implication is is that she's a la- uh, land. Um, what what's the what's the word? Landlord. 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 Oh my god, <laughs> my brain. <clears throat> you okay over there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just tired. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of conversation of like what did they call her narca yeah because she's saying like Which... steeds and uh, steeds seeds and stems uh, uh are clogging up the sink and they're like what do you mean we don't have drugs here yeah, yeah this is crazy as they're yeah. sitting you know, with cartoons going and and rock band uh drum set behind them uh, yeah which you know and that doesn't mean you're a druggie but come on but 
if you, know, if you smell the skunk, a, it, it, it paints a picture. Yeah. Uh, I will say, as like, I mean, there's really not much to totally get into this scene, I guess, but mm. just because it kind of just sets her up as a landlord of these people. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, there's a box in there in that apartment mm-hmm. that totally dated when this show sh- like this scene should be happening to not be in like mm-hmm. the right timeline right. for the show and, and what, what uh, was that again it was a box for guitar hero live right <laughs> and they also they had a wii box sitting on top of it as well that it would, was a wii box that would make sense guitar hero live. yeah Yes, and I was I was curious, like I was like, when did the Wii U even come out, right? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, which seems like absolutely way too <laughs> early and way too late for some reason for me. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like that thing is just like out of time in my head. I can name all of the years that the major consoles were released. Uh, once you start with the third gen or the um. You know, like PS2 generation. Okay, go for it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> PS2, I believe, was released in 2001. Um, I believe that's right, with a stipulation that I think it came out in Japan in 2020. 2020? <laughs> yeah. You mean 2000? Oh, sorry, that's 2000. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was 2001, and I'm probably, I could be way off. Um, I know Dreamcast was 9999. As the the best release date of all time. I know. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> and then GameCube, I remember coming out uh, in the holiday of 2001 as well. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting uh, Rogue Squadron uh, Hell yeah. and playing that demo <laughs> at Circuit City at the time in Merritt Island. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then didn't we, like... <laughs> I don't know if it was you or someone else where I was like playing it and then like oh, we, it moved, was me. we moved each other's chairs <laughs> to simulate yeah. that like you're in a cockpit. That's yeah. uh, that's a core memory unlocked. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So that's that generation, right? Uh, and then you have... Well, you forgot the Xbox. Oh, uh, yeah. Xbox was also 2001. Yes, okay. I think so. I'm fact-checking you with my own knowledge. Okay. <laughs> not Not the internet, so... And then uh, Xbox 360 beat everyone to the punch 2005. Uh, uh-huh. And then the Wii and PlayStation 3 were 2006. Yep. Uh, and then we had the Wii U in 2012. And then we had the PS4 and the Xbox One in 2013. Uh, and This all sounds right so far. Yep. Uh, and then the Switch came out in 2017. Early 2017. Yes. I believe so, yes. And... Uh, the Xbox Series consoles and PS5 were released in the the, the winter of 2020. The pandemic year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, yeah, that checks out. Boom, baby, come at me <laughs> with your video game knowledge questions. <laughs> the the funny thing is, like, I don't even play that much video games comparatively <laughs> to to some people. I've. Yeah, I've definitely not played that many in kind of a little while. You I, need I never to finish The Last of Us, the last of us 2, and you need to finish Red Dead 2. Just saying. Uh, you're absolutely right. Someday. The, the, yeah. the, this will be conversation on Box Cutter. 
And what? Oh, you just what? What did you say? Box cutter is the name potentially that we're bouncing around for our new podcast that'll uh, start at the end of uh, When Better Call Saul ends. Reveal. <laughs> World premiere. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, back to the episode at hand. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so she, Francesca, leaves the apartment, um, and you know, uh, we see her driving somewhere. We don't know where, and yeah. we see her come to a stop sign. Oh, at the yard. Oh my god. Uh, about to. I think you are, dude. <laughs> but um, uh, sir. Yeah, I can. I can take over right. for your yawning mouth. Go right ahead. Since you're so tired of this episode already, but (laughs) uh, we get we get the tense music of her like looking in the mirrors and like checking out the car behind her, and they follow her for like a turn or two. I don't remember exactly. Well, if you notice, um, she Uh she comes to this this specific stop that has a statue um, in front Mm -hmm. of her, and when she notices the car, she goes right, and then when she loses the car, she loops back around to it. And goes and left. Goes left. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we see her pull up to a gas station, which seems to be the gas station from Breaking Bad that uh, the RV was captured in the ATM camera. I was, yeah, I was trying to figure that if that was the right one or not. Uh, but I haven't seen that episode of Breaking Bad in so long. I was like, this could be it, but it might not be. I'm sure it is. They probably were like, oh, we're going to use this. And then they found out it was closed down. And they're like, oh, that, and that's, then just, that's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and Francesca uh, gets a call at 3 p.m. Or 3.01, yep. right, when the, right when the second, you know, turns. Yeah, and I mean, that's... Uh, where's that from? Was that... Uh, what? Was that from Breaking Bad, or was that one of that one shot where they, like... You're kind al- of like did like a pickup shoot you're, or something you're there. For, uh, something like that they're, like they they did like a shot of uh from breaking bad timeline and better call Saul like mm-hmm. earlier on mm-hmm. was it season four it was that was when it was I'm, it seems like it was yeah. super early on they um um so I went back and rewatched that because I actually didn't remember this this point uh, uh-huh. until people were pointing it out online uh which is that it's a scene of him at the end of the Breaking Bad timeline uh, when they're, you know, shredding all the documents and he tells yeah. her, where, where are you going to be on November 12th at 3 p.m.? She's like, I'll be there, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had this set up, I, I, presumably to be like, um, and this is spoilers again for you, Summer, if, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, they, they had set this up presumably as like, oh, we're going to wait a period of six to seven months and then I'll call and like, we'll see, you know, how, what's how, going on? How hot is it? You know, is, yeah. is the action. Yeah. yeah. Um, and fun fact about that, which differs from what we see in this episode, is that for that flash forward to the Breaking Bad timeline from season four, they actually went back and shot that on film, whereas all the rest of Better Call Saul is digital. Interesting, and you can tell I, like, when you go back and look at it, it's it has the uh-huh. color saturation from Breaking Bad, like it has that same look. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ironically, uh, they did not do that for this Walton Jesse scene that's coming up. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I think they had yeah. said that uh, 
like I, I never heard it, but I saw someone reference that on the Insider podcast around season four, around that time. But they uh-huh. said it was a huge pain in the ass because, like, getting the film developed, they had to like send it. Um, when they were doing Breaking Bad, even they would send it from Albuquerque to L.A. And they try, uh-huh. I think they tried to find some place that would develop it in Albuquerque, and then they couldn't, and it was like a whole thing. Hmm. That's probably why. But yeah, uh, they have the phone call. And, yeah. you know, we, we find out why. It's basically so Saul, can, Saul Jimmy, Gene, whoever, <laughs> can reassess uh, kind of how things are and can he come back, basically. Even though even though the, dis- the disappearer guy is like, no, this is a one-way ticket and I don't let you come back. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if I was getting that from it or just I, I feel like he is maybe checking in on his like legacy if you will you know have people kind of like forgotten about him well yeah less than like le- I-, I didn't get the sense that he was like i want to like come back does that make sense yeah I- no it does i mean i think that's the overall theme of the show especially the gene years the flash forwards as you see in mm-hmm. the previous seasons is like he's a broken man after everything that happened and all he's yeah. doing is like watching his old commercials and reliving the past and that conversation with with Francesca after you know she gets her money and gives him the scoop uh she's about to hang up and he's like no is there anything else you could tell me like he's just desperately like let me cling on to my past like in some way yeah yeah and then she kind of drops a bomb on him too with which that. is uh yeah, Kim called me. Yeah. And she asked about you. Yeah. 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 And, and you can kind of see him like crumple mentally a little bit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of like, "Oh, Kim." And then I can't remember exactly. I watched the episode on Monday night and it's Saturday, but in my head canon, he kind of like asks her to elaborate and she basically kind of gives him nothing else, right? Um yeah, it's he doesn't even ask her to elaborate. He's like, um, well, he does say, uh, you know, she, well, after she says, um, you know, she asked about you, he says, um, what did you tell her? And then she oh, okay. says, nothing. He's like, but she asked. Okay. And she's like, yep. And then they hang up. Okay. And of course, the hanging up and true, you know, like, <laughs> true Saul and Francesca dynamic from Breaking Bad is he's like, well, I guess this is it. It was good. And then just it, click. Cling. <laughs> yeah. I, I still love that they, you know, um, <laughs> that they keep that dynamic. And that, yeah. that to me signifies Saul versus like Jimmy. Right. Yeah. Um, so like earlier in that conversation when, when she's asking for the money first and he's like, you know, you tell me first. And he's like, all right, I'm hanging up. And he's like, no, wait, geez. Like, he has no power, just like in Saul, when he was Saul in Breaking Bad, like, that dynamic was very much her putting up with his shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, right after that, does he, is it the same phone booth that he calls then somewhere else? Or does he yeah. go somewhere else? No, I, don't, I, I couldn't remember. There's a shot of him after that conversation um, leaving, and he comes to, like, a four-way stop, and mm-hmm. then we see him back at the phone. Okay. As he decides, I'm going to try and call Kim. 
Yeah. And uh, what does he call? Like what? What is Where the does he name call? of the place? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was like Palm Coast Sprinklers or Sprinklers something, or something. Uh, in Titusville, Florida. Yeah, our old stomping ground, sort yeah. of, kind of. I mean, tangentially, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we lived like a city or two over from there. Yeah, for a long and time. Titusville is a shithole. Sorry, Titusville Not, listeners. No, no it, it. Have you been there? Actually, no. Even recently, no, not like, at all. It. it Honestly, once the space program mm-hmm. uh, became privatized mm-hmm. and whatnot, it became kind of like the hub, honestly. Like, Revitalized? Like, yeah, like all the like young families that were working for these private industries kind of like went there because it mm-hmm. was uh, kind of a shithole. Yeah, yeah. So like er- everything <laughs> was cheap there. So sure. they kind of, they kind of like brought it back and stuff. And like, you remember the Searstown Mall, I believe they've kind of like completely either tore it down and oh. renovated it mm-hmm. or there's you know, shops like, there now yeah so um i don't even know if it's called the searstown mall anymore but yeah. you know it i remember when i bought my car it was uh-huh. from a dealership in titusville and i was just like what in the fuck is this place anymore like it, it looked so different so yeah i mean I, the closest I've been is when I went uh, to see that launch that happened in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. It was like SpaceX launch, I want to say. Uh, they were sending people up, and uh, I remember that area that I went and watched it from was across from Playa Linda Brewing. And then mm-hmm. me and Sean tried to go there afterwards, and then it was like packed, like two hour, two hour wait. But from what I looked in and saw, I was like, oh. That's why people talk about this place. It seems really rad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, maybe there is something to what you're saying. But Yeah. I, I think it got the same kind of, like, uh, it was a city that existed before, but I think it mm. kind of, uh, like, when you see the kind of, air quotes, millennial kind of, mm. like, gentrification stuff, mm. I think it got a little bit of that treatment. Yeah. So. Well, I... Back in referencing the show, um, I think we're going to end up seeing their fictionalized Titusville, Florida, as shot in Albuquerque, because uh, you think it's going to be shot in Albuquerque, Titusville. Well, well, I um, I was on the subreddit after watching the episode, and someone was like, uh-huh. "Oh, I'm realizing now I saw them shooting uh, on my way to work early, early one morning," and he took a picture of it, and it's like in a strip mall. And you see, like, these gigantic lights to light up, like, I guess to make it, like, daytime, maybe. Uh, uh-huh. And on the strip mall, like, one of the stores has an uh, overhang for its sign. And it says, like, Central uh-huh. Florida something something. Like, it's hard to make out. But you see that uh-huh. in, palm, like, palm trees, fake palm trees sitting there. Oh, and, like, and that's oh. in Albuquerque? Yeah. Interesting. So, they're, they're going to be going to Titusville, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's favorite destination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he calls Kim, or he tries to call Kim. We don't know if he actually reaches her. Yeah, that was kind of the like infuriating part of the episode. I was like, God, just let us know if he's yeah. talking to Kim or just like someone at the place because at the job. Yeah, because we we get him calling wherever she's working and mm-hmm. asking for her, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to like him just talking with no. Uh, dialogue actually being audible right because you don't get to hear 
what they're talking yeah. about. You just see him being visibly angry, yeah. gesticulating wildly with his arms, and then you know these these semis are going by, and that's all you really hear. And then it yeah. cuts back to him just slamming the phone onto the payphone. Yeah. And then he um, kicks out the bottom window of yeah. the pay, uh, what, the, the phone booth. Pay, the phone phone booth. I was like the payphone booth. <laughs> Remember those things? Honestly, like that's that was also something I was like, did they have phone booths in like 2010? Yeah. Like, phone booths I mean, are still around today. Yeah, in rural America. There are plenty of places where they exist. The last phone booth I saw was in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I went to this trailhead in the middle of nowhere. And the phone booth was there, but there was no phone in it. <laughs> so Bill and Ted recently landed, is what you're saying. I guess they would have had a no. phone in there, too. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But, Shut up. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was your classic American phone booth. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the clear sides and then, like, the blue phone, like, stuff at the top. Do you remember the movie Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell? Where he is like, there's a sniper on him and he can't get out of the phone booth? I remember that movie. It was sweet. I feel like that was one of those times when like there were two movies that had like very similar concepts, except the other one was Cellular. <laughs> I do remember Cellular, but that was a totally different... Like, Was it? Yeah, it was like a chase movie. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, they came out around oh. the same time, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I kind of like was like, oh, these are like, someone had this idea for a phone booth, and then someone's like, yeah, but what if it's like a mobile phone? <laughs> well, yeah, I honestly think it was like movie studios, like, oh, you know, Americans are starting to all get these new things called cell phones, and like, what if we just like did a whole phone cinematic universe, <laughs> <laughs> the phoneverse? Yes. Um, but yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like those could definitely be, like, have the same, like, nugget of an idea of, mm-hmm. like, this person is, like, stuck on the phone. And, you know, what happens yeah. if they're mobile? What happens if they're stuck in one place? Yeah. Um, so in the episode, we see, you know, uh, Jimmy getting this news that he does not expect to receive, whatever it may be. Uh, and then that... <clears throat> then that's kind of the end of that. And I, I think this plays in a, a larger thematic sense that it represents like why he starts slipping back into doing scams and things because mm-hmm. that allows him to cover up his pain, his emotional pain. Yeah. And the other thing that we kind of forgot to mention when he was on the phone with Francesca is he's asking her about money a lot too. Yeah. He's, well, he's asking about the various places that he hid money and hopes that the feds wouldn't find it. Yeah. And also was like giving her her payout too. Yeah. And that's kind of, we, we do see that she kind of like finds this like fishing line or whatever it is in yeah. the desert and like follows it and gets some sort of cash payout. Yeah, and I I think that was literally like I'm gonna give you this whole chunk of change if you you know stay in the area and and call me keep an eye eye on things. Yeah, and only then will I give you the money, and then we cut contact, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, we then see um. Gene, uh, back at Jeffy's house, uh, mm-hmm. just like before. He he just shows up. Uh, and he's already there, I think, when Jeffy shows up. Yep. Yep. And he's talking to his mom and showing her how to use the internet 
and setting up her laptop uh, with cat videos. Cat videos, which I I think yeah. is going to come into play in his downfall, to be honest. Oh, interesting. But oh. I will say, mm-hmm. I kind of had a moment when I saw that uh, computer mm-hmm. or laptop mm-hmm. because if not the same exact laptop i had like the same like hp line of laptop oh really like, same body body style and stuff <laughs> and i was just like i was like whoa that like kind of like took me back and this would have been <laughs> 2010 i believe is in yeah. the timeline yeah um and it was when i was going to school at ucf mm-hmm. which is like right in that time frame sure so oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i'll elaborate in a little bit on why I think uh, it'll, okay. it'll play in there, but they make a point of like that she's using a computer and like learning that you can type anything into it and you can get things. Uh, I'm being intentionally vague, um, uh, as we'll see. But okay, um, I I did laugh that at you know Jeff is surprised. Jeffy is surprised that you know he's seeing uh, Saul Goodman there, Gene, mm-hmm. and. I remember he like makes a, a comment of like, because he's saying like, oh, I'm helping your mom set up this laptop. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it was on sale. It wasn't a big purchase. <laughs> saying yeah. like, I'm not doing anything to raise any flags. Um, right. And they end up uh, going and talking outside, which I noticed his mom does uh, notice and thinks is weird. Uh, like, why? We just got the schnapps out. Why are you going to talk yeah, elsewhere we're, we're gonna take our drink outside right uh yeah. under the ruse of looking at a car that he has um but yeah um we then see that you know uh the reason he's there gene is there is to do another scam even though he yeah. said you know after this you you don't see me cross the street if you see me yeah you know yeah which i didn't see coming i you know like this whole kind of like setup for the scene and everything, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like took me by surprise because because of that scene in the last episode right. where he kind of like cut ties with them and was so like definitively like we're done. Yeah, I think like so, I said, I think it's because you know he's using it to cover up his emotion. Yeah, I mean he, <clears throat> I think I think I see where you're going with your little tease with the cat videos and stuff too. I think he he. <laughs> A is really wanting to get back with his emotions mm-hmm. on that, and then and then B, he needs someone else to kind of take the like someone else as like a scapegoat to like take the fall mm. when because I think I I do think he's making some smart decisions and some bad decisions uh, like in classic uh, yeah. Jimmy style yeah. because I think there's even a line in is it in this episode where he says like a guy with a mustache making bad decisions or something. <laughs> Yeah, say well, he says it as Saul in reference to Walt, and yet, right. and yet, and I th- Gene I think he's doing that as Gene. Right. Yeah, but I think he's learning that he needs a fall guy for when his scheme goes bad. Uh, mm, uh, my theory here, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think that um, okay, because of them showing that you know she has a, this computer and is learning how to use the internet, and her seeing them later on arguing uh, at night in the garage she's probably gonna maybe like do some googling of uh albuquerque because you know they mentioned that they knew each other from albuquerque and Mm. might realize like who he actually is and then 
uh, you know, turn turn the police in his direction, kind of thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I that's not where I was going with it. I thought I, I was more thinking that he was going to use that computer and kind of like do some searches to kind of like say, say that Jeff Jeffy, yeah, that that could be actually. Yeah, 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 that's where I thought you were going, but no. uh, the only. Th- I don't want to completely be like you're wrong, but I, mean, I, I, could, I could very well be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like if she was going to search for that, I feel like she's so old that like I don't think they people will think like that, like of that old that that right. age demographic. <laughs> Careful now. Yeah. My dad listens to this, and he is a, a very young man. <laughs> <laughs> and and dad if you are listening to this i am completely serious you you and mom uh don't look a day past 35 that's how old you are dude. i know dude it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um time comes for us all <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we you know learn that he wants to do another scam mm-hmm. and we then transition to see what that scam is because he makes a mention of like, any, we need to get your hands on some barbiturates. <laughs> He's like, why? Yeah. Um, and then we see, you know, we transition to uh, a karaoke bar uh, and he's singing very poorly. Saul is, Jimmy, Gene. Um, I can't remember who actually does the song, but I know the song. I was not familiar with this song. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. The The... Brandy, what a fine wife you would yeah. be. Only reason I know it out of, you know, pop culture, you know, whatever, is it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's like one of the main songs. That could be the case. I did not recognize it from it's that movie. It's a great song. I love that song. I think I only saw that movie once, so. Oh, man. It's so emotional. It's really good. I, I On a side note, I treat those, the, the Guardians movies and James Gunn as like, separate in quality level from the rest of the mcu i think they're far away far and away uh done with more heart and care to them i could definitely see that yeah uh they have different way different qualities than the rest of those movies for sure yeah um but we get to see uh this karaoke scene and we we don't really know why he's there you know what's the the purpose Uh, and then you realize that this asshole at the bar who's like laughing and hey hey victor joke, uh, joking uh, joking it up uh is you know the guy that he's scamming and he, you can tell he, the mark he tells him that he's his name is victor which is his old scamming name and um they're doing all kinds of bets and he's losing all the bets what you're uh, there's a part in it that i want to talk about go ahead excuse me the part where he nathan for use him uh how where he's got he's got the little bladder with the like straw thing (laughs) to like suck out the alcohol (laughs) so he's not getting wasted yeah i i totally thought of that as well i was like (laughs) did they watch nathan for you and get this idea yeah um yeah he's he's not actually going drink for drink and shot for shot with the guy uh yeah and you know we see uh, after they walk outside that the whole scheme is to use jeffy's cabbie license uh, and abilities to to be a cab driver, um, to pick this guy up. Yeah, and sensibly, 
he's intoxicated, gets in the cab, and then is offered a bottle bottle of water from Jeffy, mm-hmm. which has been spiked with the barbiturates. Yes, and you know we we then realize what the whole thing is about as we see uh, Jeffy helping him up the steps to his home and putting tape on his door so that it doesn't fully close so he can get back in yep. later. Uh, but it's not him that goes back in, right? Because he's still he's actually working his job. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I don't know his name, yeah. but the, like the other guy. <laughs> yeah. And his dog, which I don't, I didn't fully understand the dog part. I guess like to. I did. If it. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, well, I I took it to be like the dog is gonna be on the lookout. Basically, like, the dog's gonna bark if someone's like coming up to the door while he's inside. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Or I, that I, would just wake the it, guy up, but you know. That's that's the part that I like didn't quite understand is cuz like anything the dog does is going to be kind of like yeah, incriminating, you know, like to wake up that person. Yeah, but I think at that point it's like who cares just get out. Yeah. Um and maybe the maybe they're so drugged that they you know, won't wake up. Who knows? But Yeah. yeah. Um that guy comes in and uh, looks for his wallet, for the, for the Mark's wallet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we realize what the whole scam is about, which is stealing information, be it credit identity card. Identity theft. Identity, ID information. Even his, like, dental insurance I saw in there. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, a really tense scene. And, you know, he's also, like, taking pictures of, like, bank statements and uh, bank account information. <laughs> Uh-huh, and he, the one thing he takes, I believe, is a check from this guy? He does. hmm Yeah. A blank check. Um, and I believe after that, uh, we, we go back to uh, the crystal ship, as it were. Yes. But did you uh, have anything else to add about this first scam? No, I, I was going to say, I, I couldn't remember if we went to the Walt and Jesse scene or if it was uh, the montage where it shows them doing that to like a bunch of people. That's after I believe. Okay. So yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Crystal ship. Mm -hmm. Walt and Jesse in the RV. Back at it again. Yeah. And you know like it, it they feel older but like exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of like discourse online of people being like, you know, Aaron Paul looks so old. He's not, you know, he can't play season two Jesse, believably. And I'm like, yeah, because he went from being like 29 to like 45. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I think character wise, like if you don't look at him, if you were to just like <laughs> li- listen. Yeah. It's Jesse, you know. Well, like, I even saw people going like, "Well, his voice is is deeper, like in the later seasons when he was more like world weary." Um, and you know, if you watch them cut together, you know, it's different. It's like it's pretty much the same. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I thought they did a really good job of of going back into those those characters and and pulling off like the bickering dynamic that they had around that time. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good. And I do think, like, Brian Cranston, I feel like if, if we saw, like, a side-by-side, I'm sure he would look older Yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I felt like he looked exactly the same. <laughs> I did notice, like, wrinkles around his 
uh, mouth uh pretty much there's that part of the scene where um they're sitting in the dark when they're like mm-hmm. we need to let the the rv um sit for a second yeah and because it's dark and because there's just that like, one light source from the front and they show this shot of of him looking over at Saul um mm-hmm. and he looks like much older <laughs> and then once the lights come back on it goes away and you're like oh okay oh. um but yeah that uh was our first glimpse of Walt and Jesse uh in this whole series yeah and i mean it wasn't i feel like not much happened it was just like introduction of them in a way that just was like yep they are exactly where they were you know yeah um it did add some flavor to the uh initial scene that we see them threatening saul in in breaking bad i i did find online you know people have like mashed up the the scenes together so that way it flows Uh um and it flows perfectly to be honest but um it's very much like you know them talking about the details of this deal that he's made to which in the context of breaking bad is to ensure that badger doesn't uh doesn't go to the dea when because that right, initially right. that's what saul was saying to to quote unquote mr mayhew the uh walt <laughs> posing as his dad or uncle or whatever uh, he was saying like oh it's okay he'll get out he's gonna talk to the dea <laughs> and he's like he cannot do that <laughs> yeah um and so <clears throat> that was really good. Uh, and then there's also the little uh, nod to Lalo. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, because Jesse asks Saul about Lalo. He's like, who's Lalo? I've never heard of Lalo. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of let that kind of sit a little bit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saul's just kind of like, he's nobody. <laughs> yeah. You know, they do that close up shot on his eye of like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, you know, I think. Because it's been how many years at that point since the Lalo stuff happened? Um, Would it have been so this, like four years, five years? Something like that. Because I do remember um, the, mo- the the recent episodes of Better Call Saul that were like 2005, mm-hmm. I, I think. Which, yeah, and I think that's a... It's kind of a genius way of doing it that I don't think we kind of like thought about where... It's kind of like this PTSD yeah. of Lalo kind of showing up again. Right, because, you know, he thought he was dead once, you know, like, right. who knows? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that was a good way to have it uh, believably uh, connect with that part in Breaking Bad. Yeah, because I know it just happened like a few episodes ago, but Mike doesn't say that Lalo is dead, right. does he? He just says he's he not, says not he's coming, back. coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's perfectly reasonable for him to like still have that kind of like worry in the back of his mind. Yeah. And I think, uh, probably one of the best parts of the scene is the transition into the next scene. The camera goes, uh, so they, they get the RV turned on. Uh, and also before we leave that scene, um, I like that they didn't force in a, a bitch from Jesse. They did put something in where he did a delayed, like, (laughs) Dio or something? No, no. He he called yeah. him Dick under his breath, which is is yeah. perfect. Yeah, um, and he did say yo <laughs> because yeah, when you actually watch the scenes stitched together when they're threatening uh-huh. him in the desert, uh, I guess to like appear tough and to appear like they're they're threatening, he's like overusing the word yo. 
It's like, we're not killing Badger, yo. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so the transition, I was going to say, uh, after they get the RV on and they're driving away, is the camera goes up over the grave. And once it's above the grave, looking oh, down, yeah. you see Saul or Gene uh, laying in bed. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Laying in his own grave. Yeah, it could be foreshadowing. Who knows? I don't think he's going to die, though. I think he's going to end up in prison. Just saying. Yeah. that I hadn't really thought about, actually, what happens to him in the end. We'll see. Believe it. Yeah. I, um, I got to think about I got to think on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to yet another montage. So second montage mm-hmm. in a row. And I thought it was expertly done, uh, just showing them running scams on the same scam on different people. Yeah. Um, lots of cool shots of like the IDs that are like floating and like moving yeah. around. And it, I thought all that was really well done. Um, and... It kind of reminded me of like one of those like cup games or whatever, where it's like there's like a little thing that goes under one of the items mm-hmm. and then they all move around. Yeah. 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 Like find, find the ball. Yeah, find the whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I think after that, uh, this is me just making these notes from my memory. I think after that, we go back to the Breaking Bad timeline, uh, and we get to see, um, Mike come in with his dark sunglasses that he wore around that time, uh, and he's giving you know information, background information. On, an, on well, a bunch of people, but also Walt. Yeah, but was that before or after we get the like scene of Gene getting the like hmm. footrest? I was going to mention thing. that. Yeah, he he yeah. gets the. I don't even know what that thing is called. I don't know either. The like, foot wiggler. <laughs> yeah, but he gets it as Gene from Francesca. Was um, it from Francesca? I thought it said I thought it had her name on the oh. the label. I thought he just bought a uh, new one. I don't know. No, I thought I thought I saw her name on okay. it, but I don't know. Yeah, I could be. He gets that uh in in the Nebraska Gene timeline. timeline. Which between getting that and then they show him later with like the Bluetooth again, like he's slowly getting his like creature comforts uh yeah. um of being Saul as he yeah. starts to slip back into it. What do you what? <laughs> what do you what are you insinuating, sir? Yeah, he's, well, he's slipping. Uh, which I I I um, well, I'll save that uh, anecdote for a little <laughs> later. But okay, okay. So, but yeah, Mike is giving him the kind of rundown on all these uh pe- like criminals, really, right? Yeah, and saying that Walt is an amateur who doesn't know what he's doing and like to not like associate with them. Yeah. Like that guy's either going to end up uh, uh with a bullet to the brain or in jail. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I I do love that little, you know, um mention that at that point that Saul's like, is that your assessment or the the he that shall not be named, meaning yeah. Gus. Yeah. Um so I thought that was a good way to show still that he, he I don't think he, he ever really meets Gus in Better Call Saul. So. I would have to go back and like watch for that specifically, but it's not something that I was like kind of keeping track of. Yeah. Um. So, 
after Mike tells him that, the camera like pans in as he's like moving on to talking about other people. Camera yeah. pans in, and it's it, again another thing that you know Jimmy is being told he can't do. That's kind of his his theme throughout his life, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "No, I'm going to do it." Yeah, I'm gonna go talk to him. He, he's kind of fixated on it, and kind of like no longer listening to Mike as he's continuing on. Yeah, and you can just see his wheel spinning, saying he's going to do it. Yeah, and this is when the the ending of uh the episode the end game of the episode kind of comes around and it it kind of dawned on me that i don't think it was intentional but in a lot of ways they're mirroring uh Walt in the beginning like slipping and breaking bad versus Jimmy uh slipping back into being Saul uh and just like Walt he's becoming more uh, rash with his decisions and not being careful and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they, they t- said it wasn't intentional, but you, you notice like aside from him, you know, balding on top, he's got like the thin mustache. He's got the glasses. He's wearing yep. like a sweater thing over yep. a button shirt. And you're like, Oh, he's yeah. kind of dressing like Walt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's just but, theory. Yeah. And he, he starts to do the kind of like we've seen the montage of him doing this scam. And then we get like the kind of like conclusion for the montage of mm-hmm. him doing it for like this one last guy who ends up telling him he has cancer and stuff. Yeah. And oh, you know what? They, I'm realizing that that occurred before the um, the flash, Mike scene. the Mike scene. Yeah. Because he mentions uh, when he sees all the pills, he's like, you wouldn't believe how many I took uh, to keep my hair on my head. And then it shows him being told by Francesca, like, did I take the B12? Did I take the... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway. Whatever order it happened in. <laughs> uh, you, you can almost see him kind of, like, sympathizing with him. Like, almost like he's not going to run the scam on him. For and, a brief moment, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, once he tells him he has cancer and he kind of... I think he... In my head, he's kind of, like, thinking back to Walt and his cancer Mm. uh and they get another round and they they cheers yep and then he like almost drinks it and you know i was like if if he drinks it he's not running the scam on him but he puts it down he he puts he puts it down and he sucks it up and i'm like oh like i didn't even notice that yeah yeah uh because you notice he doesn't drink in any of those right scenes it's always a shot of like the little tube in the glass or whatever right right you know the the multiple ways they kind of show it but you know they really don't get to that (laughs) him sucking up the alcohol until much like he really buys his time right bides bides his time right right. sorry um but i think how was I gonna say? Um, I think that they're they're foreshadowing um, that, and I'm not sure how sure of this theory I am <laughs> as I'm saying it, but that something happens with the barbiturates and mixing that with the alcohol, mixing that with his cancer medication, that causes him to like die or something. Yeah, they did kind of foreshadow that a little bit. All right. Um, um, but I mean. They, he definitely goes through with it, and it. I don't remember the exact thing. Like, if we see Buddy in the house, or like approaching the house, or I don't think we do. 
We no. see him back at Jeffy's house. Well, we we in the garage are back at Jean's, and he's <laughs> another thing that shows he's slipping oh, yes. into Saul. He's watching. He pours a drink, and he's watching like a nature documentary. And then he mm-hmm. changes the channel to like women working out and <laughs> like, oh, right, like yeah. watching them, you know, shake their asses, uh, which you're like, all right, so this is Saul again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he gets a phone call on his trusty Bluetooth. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, is that like Kim calling or something? You know, but then right. you realize that uh, it's Jeffy and uh, so there's a situation going down and uh, yeah. And I will say like, you could immediately see his kind of like, change in posture and stuff because he is like leaning back and kind of like i think he like sinks into the chair a little bit when he changes the channel to the girls yeah and then he gets the phone call and he kind of like begrudgingly kind of like leans forward Mm -hmm. and then once he kind of realizes it he kind of like straightens his back leaning forward and kind of like you see him like put his hands on his knees and he's kind of like he's got like kind of the same saul goodman kind of like hand gestures i don't know if yeah, you kind of picked right. up on that. No, I just took that as him, as anyone does when you're, when you're pulled into a phone conversation, especially if it's bad news, you're going to be like tense about it. And... Well, I, I mean, I guess just going from like kind of like this relaxed attitude mm-hmm. to swinging all the way into Saul Goodman, rather than just being like sure. just in the conversation. I won't argue with you. Um, so. After that, we uh, see them back at Jeffy's. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And um, you know, we we realize uh, after the way we're shown this is by seeing Jeffy's mom laughing at cat videos, uh, and yep. then hearing the dog bark, and she goes to look outside, and you see that they're all meeting there, and this mm-hmm. alludes to what I said earlier, but um, yeah. They have an argument in the garage, and basically, uh, the other guy, you said his name was Buddy? Uh, I don't remember his name. Oh, I think, sure. I, I, think I did we'll go, hear someone we'll refer to him as Buddy. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll go with Buddy. I like Buddy. <laughs> um, he is basically saying, like, I'm not going to go through with it, because like, a guy has cancer, and you know, he takes the same medication my dad took for pancreatitis. Right. And, uh, yeah. You know, and then obviously uh, Gene is like, "So what? A, a guy with cancer can't be an asshole." I know from experience, yeah. right? You know, uh, and it reveals how methodically they've been doing this. Like he says, like you know how long it takes me to find someone who's alone, but who also has it, money. Yeah, right. And I actually had that thought during the montage. Is like, how is he finding these people? Right, like, right. You know, they didn't they didn't really show that at all in the montage. No. But yeah, but. Um, and then Jeffy's, you know, being Switzerland, he's like, I see, I see both sides. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Um, uh, but yeah, then he, he basically tells, I guess, buddy to get lost. Uh, and he's fired. He's fired. And he's like, uh, and, and because you're such an idiot or such an amateur, I have, to, uh, I have to say this, don't open your mouth or, <laughs> you know, don't say anything. Yeah. Um, and I believe after that we cut to to Jeffy taking uh, Jimmy Saul Jean to this house. The house, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he even said like he basically says like I've got to go do it now or whatever. Yeah, you know? like, I have to and, take and then, it into my own hands. Yep. And then he reassures Jeffy at like he kind of like looks at him. I don't know if they say hmm. something. They say something about him being 
like out for three hours or something like that um or is that i think it's in the car well in the car i want to say he's like how do we know this is gonna work because i gave him the the you know i drugged him three hours ago he could be awake right yeah and he goes it'll work yeah or something so you know being uh boneheaded and and plowing through without he's yeah i think he says don't worry and it'll work is basically yeah um and i notice a funny um kind of detail uh what's the word it's like calling back to when there was that flash forward when jeffy first picks him up and he looks all menacing and mm-hmm. in, in like in the uh rearview mirror his eyes are uh-huh. like really menacing obviously it's, it's a different actor but this time he's like worried and concerned because he's like this guy is gonna get us all busted yeah um because yeah. uh, then it well because no, it... one thing that buddy did mention is that he already pulled the tape so he's like we couldn't even get back in if we wanted to yeah yeah and then basically does he go around to the back is that what he does it seemed like it but yeah um, and then he breaks a window well on before you mention that yeah there's an interesting uh again like paralleling to breaking bad when he gets out of the cab and closes the door it immediately switches to him uh in breaking bad at the high school when he's first going to talk oh, to Walt. totally right i completely forgot about that yeah and and yeah. uh it for that scene of him going to break the window it swaps back and forth a lot yeah um um something i thought about when i because i completely forgot about this but the when they show the pontiac aztec again yeah (laughs) i vaguely remember them doing like a like an auction or something for like different props and stuff Mm -hmm. and like it was for that pontiac aztec like one of the like working ones or something sure so i was like oh man like because they don't make them anymore yeah right they haven't made them for a long time uh, so I was kind of like, man, did they have to like go get another one or did they have like a, Maybe. like a defunct one that they had like sitting on a lot somewhere that they could just, you know, like it didn't have to run, obviously it just had to like sit there. Right. Well, so. I mean, and to that point, um, I, when I was listening to the insider podcast, they had to contact one of the companies that does the breaking bad tours in Albuquerque where you can go around mm-hmm. in an, in one of the RVs. And then see all the locations, um, uh-huh. because when they went to do the Walt and Jesse scene, um, you know they had one of the working RVs for the exterior shots, but then for the inside they make it a little bit bigger. That way you can uh-huh. fit everything inside. And mm-hmm. they were trying to like redress it with all the same props and the same um, uh, curtains and all that, and uh-huh. they didn't have what they needed. And so they reached out and they're like, "Hey, can we use your stuff? Because it's <laughs> from the show." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh we see uh this whole uh slipping Jimmy uh, scene occur where he is about to to construct his own downfall and the downfall, I believe, of his two accomplices. This is just me predicting. Uh, interplayed with him, you know, uh, constructing the downfall, pushing the first domino. Uh, that ruins Mike's life, gets Gus killed, like, you know, all that doesn't happen if he doesn't go talk to Walt and bring him in as, you know, uh, his attorney. Yeah. Or he, he, yeah. He's his attorney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought that was really cool. And I think that that's not the last that we're going to see of Walt and Jesse, I believe, from reading one of their interviews. 
I I could definitely see them doing more with it. Like, you know, you don't want to just have them show up and like kind of steal a show. Yeah. Maybe like have that like little introduction that we've had now and then Well they said Yeah. The details that they gave were that they shot a scene together and then they each shot a scene separately. Oh, okay. So I think we're about to see something involving him going to talk to Walt at the school, mm-hmm. which he does in Breaking Bad, so I don't know what they're going to do there. That's new. Uh, and obviously talking to Jesse at some point. I have a better idea. I, since I didn't know they did like these individual shots mm-hmm. or, or scenes, mm-hmm. like, what if we get an El Camino era? No, because he would have already be in Omaha. Uh, right. But like, what if what if we get you know just whatever scene of Jesse? I don't really know. I'm not going to speculate more than I have. But mm-hmm. what if? We get another scene in the basement of the vacuum cleaner with Saul and Walt. Yeah, I I could see them doing that. I just I'm sitting here wondering how they're gonna get around the problem of like hiding two things: hiding you know their age, but also hiding um, the hair that that uh, Brian Cranston has because they they thought up a great idea to have them with the, the ski hats. masks uh, you know yeah. pulled up, but. I mean, to be fair, this is early on, so I think that's when Walt still has his hair. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. they just have it cut short, you know, and that's how they get around that. Yeah, and, like, I, I think it would be kind of a, like, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, because I've clearly formulated this whole theory, uh, it'd be neat, because in Breaking Bad we get kind of, like, them talking about, like, Walt's situation and everything, mm-hmm. and then... You know, we could get, like, the, like, they've had that conversation, and, like, 15 minutes later, Walt kind of turns to him, and he's like, so what's your deal? Or, like, you know, whatever. And then mm-hmm. he kind of gives him his side of the story. You mean like, in that same uh, high school scene, or, like, what do you mean? No, 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 not the high school scene. Hmm. The, when they're in the basement before they oh, get... Oh, uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, before they get disappeared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna find out in like two days, and the episode I, coming up is titled "Waterworks." Hmm. What, what was the last episode title? I remember we before Breaking Bad. Um, no, no, no. Uh, in Better Call Saul was the last no, episode title. I, they they have it. I'm saying before the episode we're talking about now is Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. And before that was Nippy. No, no, no. The, the last episode of Better Call Saul. What is that called? Oh, um, it's called Saul's Gone. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it's all gone. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think Waterworks is going to allude to, uh, you know. Something with Kim. With Kim, because she works at a sprinkler company or something. Yeah, uh, I agree. And as I mentioned, they saw them filming. It's supposed to be Florida, so yeah. And hmm. I wonder if how that'll affect the Walt and Jesse stuff. Like, what it'll be kind of intercut with. I don't know, and that's the beauty of it is that like we're in uncharted territory. Yeah, where anything and can happen. You know what's kind of cool about all of this, though, too. What? kind of don't care in the best way <laughs> well yeah because you know it's good like and you know it's well, going to be satisfying with a lot of like you know these like big fiction shows mm-hmm. 
you kind of like see where they're going mm-hmm. and you're like, I really hope it just happens like this mm-hmm. where this show, I'm just kind of like, I don't really know mm-hmm. where they're going to go because it's so kind of, it's vague enough and it's kind of just about the characters. Like yeah. the, the plot is like vague enough that like, you're just kind of like, Oh, they're going to be in like these really like weird situations that, you know, we're going to see these characters kind of dealing with yeah. and that, that is going to be the main driving force rather than the actual situations they're in. And that's why, uh, you are a competent watcher of shows because you care about the characters. <laughs> I say that because I see a lot of criticism, especially these last two episodes. They're like, you know, especially nothing now, happens. like nothing really happened, you know, especially with the main plot threads from the better call Saul timeline being more mm-hmm. or less wrapped up. And it's like, yeah. like just because something isn't moving the plot forward doesn't mean it's not needed. You know, like it's still worth it to flesh out these characters because ultimately that's why you should care. Not just about, Oh, so-and-so showed up and this happened. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's kind of, what I'm not saying with what I'm saying. No, no, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, because, you know, like, the main capital A plot kind of wrapped up in that episode where uh, Jimmy and Kim break up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, And now it's just kind of been, like, is it four episodes of kind of, like, fallout from that that we're kind of seeing, you know? And and then also the fallout from Breaking Bad? Yeah, I I think it's all the falling action, yeah. It's like we're seeing these two threads, like, like that are just, like, wrapping around each other now and, like, tying themselves into a knot to, like, you know, create, like, one new thread. You know, it is so ironic that you say that because, you know, they have those teaser posters that they put out. I don't know if you've seen it on, like, Twitter or from their accounts where usually the day of the of Monday, um, they, uh-huh. they'll put out, like, it's a poster uh, and it has the title of the episode and then, like, one thing that uh-huh. is is almost like a context clue from the episode. For Breaking uh-huh. Bad, it was the quote-unquote round-bottom flask with a gold goldfish <laughs> in it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, with this one, for Waterworks, uh, and it leaked early, I guess, um, but it's uh, a rope tied into a knot. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, did Kyle see this already? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I didn't. Interesting. Um, I'm just... Uh, just- Give me a job in uh, Hollywood. I will. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> You'll write, write the shows little... for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I-, I was gonna say I agree with you that like, it's not about the journey. At the... It's about the journey at this point, not the destination. Because a, and this is just how I view it, my opinion. Uh, because they've done such a good job with both shows that it's not like you're worrying about them screwing up something to taint the legacy as people would say of, of each show. I mean, I'm sure there are people that will say that, especially because there are people that are like, these are boring episodes, whatever. But I, I'm now just like, I trust you. Just take me wherever you're going to take me. Yeah. And, um, compared to, you know, other big shows, like the one you always see compared to is, um, game of Thrones, even though I never watched it really. Um, I know, the prevailing, you know, uh, thoughts are that people were disappointed by the ending and, and the last season as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I, 
Game of Thrones wasn't my favorite show all the way through, but mm-hmm. I do think it had a really good two or three seasons somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the ending just kind of you know it it felt rushed and kind of like poorly kind of thought out in my opinion. Okay, which is not which is not a very. Uh, I kind of didn't really care about that show overall. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like following it and just like oh yeah that's cool that's cool that's cool and then at the end i was kind of like that was that is not cool (laughs) (laughs) not that it wasn't cool it was just kind of like yeah i guess that kind of just it doesn't really make sense but Mm -hmm. you know that that big action scene certainly happened and uh, the reason i bring that show up in reference to this is i think that ultimately the legacy of Breaking Bad itself, and to an extension, Better Call Saul. Um, it obviously it, it's one of the few shows I can think of and remember that it didn't have an ending. At least the Better Breaking Bad didn't have an ending that was like super polarizing and, and led people to look negatively on the rest of it. Because yeah. you notice, like Game of Thrones, like at least me and the online communities that I'm in people just kind of stop talking about it. Like, and retroactively people have made threads that are like, you know, Oh, you remember how this was like the biggest show in the world? Now everyone's just kind of like, Oh, that was a thing. Doesn't say anything about it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so I think especially if they, if they nail how they wrap everything up, um, you know, that's going to further the legacy of the show and you can still see like memes and, and things from, I see it all the time that are, are, either tangentially or very like like uh, cleverly um breaking bad things that are like co-opted into other memes. So I, I think its legacy uh is still ongoing. I don't even know what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> no, I mean I, I get you cuz like I, I think going to the Game of Thrones back to that uh, mm-hmm. uh when when a show ends in a way that is polarizing, mm-hmm. you know, the people that don't like it feel like all the time they invested watching that show is kind of it, it was a waste, waste yeah, you know yeah. yeah and then and then you know they they, they don't want to like recommend that show to other people right you know like think about dexter like like that show yeah. is not a show i would ever recommend someone watch at this point uh-huh. but i do think there's a few good seasons in there and I know what you're going to say. I have not watched the last I, season. I know. The, the new one. I just happened to be watching it last night because uh, I have it on a Steelbook <laughs> Blu-ray that I forgot to cancel. That I pre-ordered uh, and I came in and I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but I, on that note, I would recommend the first four seasons of that show and the last one. Because the last one, it feels like a totally, the, like, totally the, different show. The new. The new last, last one. Right? Actually, yeah. Okay. Dexter New Blood. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I listened, they had an insider, you know, podcast that they did and listening to it, uh-huh. you realize like, oh, this is like really well thought out. And like, they, they tried really hard to like make something good. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the way it's shot and done feels like a different show. Like it's, yeah, feels less cheap. It's like more prestige television. Uh, and there's some, some real good, um, crowd pleasing moments, especially when Dexter first uh does his first kill again not really spoiling mm-hmm. anything but um the way they do it is like you know, uh, really well done uh getting to t- 
tease that until it actually happens and until that happens you know you don't have his classic uh monologue just silence and then when it ha- and uh-huh. then when he goes to do it and the, and the monologue starts again it's like goosebumps you're like holy shit i forgot that this wasn't even here and now it's back so yeah i really like that show well, you should watch it i it's kind of one of those ones where it's like yeah i want to watch it it just hasn't like yeah you know how these new shows pop up and everything There's so many and... shows yeah like oh did you watch the end of blackbird we didn't even talk about that it was so good did that, you watch it? that ended really i did okay that i think that ended really well too yeah talking about show endings uh we should talk about that next week more though yeah if we, if we remember we will because it's it's the end of the podcast now yeah it is <laughs> I think it's time for us to wrap this up. We're going on an hour and 48 minutes at this stage. I know. I think this might be our longest one yet. Could be. We could just we could just uh, let it record dead air uh, and then post that. Oh, yeah. We have like a five-hour podcast, yeah. That'd, that'd be great. It, it's weird that uh, we recorded one of our longest ones and Jeff wasn't even here for it. Because, you know, typically when you have more people, more people have things to say. Right. And you would think, think it would make this the longer one i do think we had more time in that before we started talking about better call Saul, though so we did yeah but i'm i'm hoping he'll return for the next uh one or at least the finale um and all that too yeah so yeah thank you everyone for listening if you are listening who knows we could just be doing this just for summer and my dad (laughs) um (laughs) but uh, we will be back same time next week, roughly, uh, for discussion about waterworks, amongst other things. This has been Los Podcast Hermanos. We should really get some music in, into these podcasts, but like an outro music or something. Yeah, with, with uh, I was thinking about it because I have been doing the mixing and stuff. So yeah. I, I kind of like I should just like do something. I don't know what, but I whatever. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll do something. Uh, thanks, Kyle, for joining me. Thank you, Tyler. uh, Adios. Goodbye, all.